0: One of the main reasons why I created this podcast is because I felt like right now in the world, there's a lot of uh, people that are lost, that they lack clarity, that they um, don't know what to what to believe, they don't know who to hear, they don't know uh, what they can do with their lives, or they're just struggling, right? And there is so much information out there that, you know, last week we talked about um, using information to inform yourself of what actually works and is true to be able to uh, then make better decisions and judgments and act- take actions according to the right information, which is so valuable that we have that now. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's the, the fact that everybody has information, it can be used as a weapon to um, push um, certain agendas, individual agendas, uh, political agendas, etc. cetera. Um, even in YouTube, right? Like all these YouTubers, the way that they get a lot of views oftentimes is creating taglines. And uh, in a way, um, when they're discussing something that could be of value, they, they make it seem like it's something really urgent or really terrible that's about to happen. Or, you know, obviously try to create curiosity for you to click on it. And there is a lot of concerning things happening right now in the world that we we ought to pay attention to. Um, But, you know, ultimately there are certain principles that um, are true, right? Uh, That are always, we can always base ourselves upon. Um, And that is, you know, again, uh, truth uh, life um, and the reason I spoke about Jesus is because he said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for me in my in my agenda, <laughs> in my own personal agenda, my top priority is for people to be able to meet Jesus and understand that he is a real person, that he did come to this earth, that he lived as a man that he suffered as a man um, and that he not only died for us uh, even though he didn't deserve to but he resurrected and therefore uh, he defeated the death he defeated um, the enemy already so we already have freedom we already have uh, uh, everything really that we could want and need we can have the peace um, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, which this was prophesied by Isaiah um, hundreds of years before Jesus, how he would be called the Prince of Peace uh, and Lord of Lords. And um, that is why I point people to Jesus first and foremost, right? Is because I understand that Jesus is the name above all names. He is. Um, the one that can make us whole right um that's where i talk about um you know the water that can really satisfy right when we, were, we talked about even last week the things that sometimes can affect us that we need to be mindful of and guard our hearts against uh that the world offers and oftentimes leave us dissatisfied or empty or in a, in a worse state than where we started um God is is the solution to that, where he's not forced upon us, right? But he does give us clear guidelines in terms of how we can achieve that. And that is why I've shared some principles before, which again, I hope that they will serve people, because I know if people start to believe those principles and live by them, then they will have a better life. And ultimately always, you know, uh, encourage and challenge people to go and dig deeper for themselves and find out. And so if you haven't done that yet, I encourage you to do so um, and be mindful of, of the sources that you're using. And obviously there's always going to be bias with any any source. Um, but, you know, truth speaks for itself, and that's where it's like, okay, look at, at history and, and look at the facts, right? Um, look at the way that historians go about determining what is true and not true. One of the big ways they do it, that is by having uh, is they try to recollect how many witnesses they're aware of a certain event. Uh, for example, uh, one of the strongest arguments for the veracity of Jesus' life and death and resurrection is the fact that many of the people that lived at that time that saw it, they when they were threatened to deny him, to deny those events, um, or to be killed, they decided to die and not deny Jesus. And so, you know, it would have had to be a very strong uh, decease or illusion <laughs> for all these multiples of people to to claim those claims that they, that they, you know, saw Jesus do what he did, um, so anyways, I do want to provide, um, more context in terms of what is happening currently, um, for people to be, to prepare, Uh, I'm not sure when you will listen to this, um, but hopefully it's soon, um. if you have certain things that are pending in your life that you feel like you need to get done, that you haven't done, that are important for you, can I just tell you, go and take care of those things as soon as you can. Because you just never know when the hour will come, when you won't have an opportunity to do those things anymore. Um, And unfortunately, time always goes forward, right? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So um, it's still valuable to start and to make an effort to improve and to to take certain actions that could benefit you. Um, So on a practical level, last week, we were talking about thinking for yourself and informing yourself about what's coming up in the world. And that is where I feel like I could bring some insight. And I'm not going to bring all of the details because it would make this a really long podcast. And my aim is to make it practical and consumable in a short period of time. But I can give you a breakdown of the big picture and, and the events that are happening so that you can inform yourself and then go and dig deeper. Um, so... Basically we started operating at a different capacity as a society when we developed machines, right? The industrial revolution, which allowed humans to be able to be far more productive than they were through to be able to get yields, but when we got tractors and engines, then one person could do the work of forty people and um we've had then developments, let's just keep going in that in that field with uh, pesticides. And now we've even been able to uh, modify seeds to be more resistant to different things and to yield bigger crops. And so we have come a long way from where we were um, in being able to be a lot more productive, which ultimately eliminated a lot of the problems that Society had and was able to sustain um, much larger portion of the population and increase the living standard for most people. Uh, we gotta understand that really for the majority of history, life has been pretty limited for majority of people. It's not like, you know, you had a lot of options unless you were part of maybe I don't know. You're you're a king and royalty, and even then, you know the the. Uh, Things that the average person has access to, well, let me not say average, but uh, in the modern, in the developed world, the average person has access to, like, uh, cooling, uh, heating, right, Um, books were things that only the elite had access to, right? Uh, The fact that people can, in general, now uh, read and write was something that was reserved for the wealthy so it's it's leveled the playing field pretty significantly which has been good right um and the way that the the problem with with things is that there's always ambition right so and the way that things evolved um there is nationalism that was created right multiple countries the first country that was truly established as an independent nation was the United States of America, and that set off um, right around the same time of the Industrial Revolution, a new way for the world to operate, where countries had more independence, and they would look out for the people, and uh, they adopted democracy, which, um, again, was more of an equitable way of looking at things, and instead of the people in power dictating everything the people would in a way choose who was in power and support those people that supported those views and policies that they agreed with to um, move forward and create the future um, the United States was a prosperous nation but it wasn't really until World War Two, where there was a, a change in, in the world order uh, we know the history of you know the Allied countries against the Nazis, and ultimately um, the United States had a lot of advantages coming out of the war. Right? They had uh, a lot of uh, industry. They had a, a booming population. Um, they had a ton of reserves of gold, and they were a pretty stable country. and And they were seen as a leader in terms of. Uh, technology and values, and so they were entrusted with being the new superpower, and therefore all these countries. Um, they met the leaders. They met in the United States at a hotel in Nor- Northeast, and signed a paper that basically gave the United States um, a significant advantage in the world by uh, making the dollar the uh, base currency for trade for the world. And the, the stable currency, so the, the economic uh, systems of the world, operates through um, central banks, which here in the United States we call it the Fed, right? They regulate the flow of money. Um, and even though they're called the Fed, they're, they're really a private entity. Um, and I'm not going to get into... The benefits or the, the, the history there which you can look into in terms of uh, online if you want to look deeper into it. The the Rothschilds were the first family in Europe to be able to centralize power and banking and they spread thems- themselves throughout Europe and ultimately in 1913 uh, they got to America despite some of our founding fathers warning against that. So Anyways, the all of the countries in the world, they have reserves of their banks in dollars because it's the most stable currency, right? So it's it's the, the way that they can protect their funds because ultimately it just depends on um, the American economy being able to grow and pay its debts, which because the U.S. dollar is established as the world currency, um, it's it is basically guaranteed that it is able to do that because it's always going to be able to uh print money buy goods create industry and as long as you're investing in infrastructure and education your society is going to grow and prosper and be able to give back uh return an investment on that on that money um the problem is when you start to abuse certain systems right so anyways in uh for example um 1971 we established the petrodollar right and there is a country in the middle east where the president didn't agree with this and he said well i'm not going to sell my my oil from my country in dollars because i just don't agree with that who who are you to tell me what i ought to do with my reserves right and it's a valid point um however the united states went and invited invaded that country and uh, ultimately took control of those resources anyways. And so um, it's ever more become, in a way, a system of force control, right? And what happened recently, for example, was, say, with Russia uh, invading Ukraine, is that the United States froze the assets of Russia that they have as a reserve for them to be able to, you know, uh, not be able to trade and putting a lot of restrictions and fees and taxes on imports and exports and so on, and encouraging all these other countries to do the same. And that is because, you know, Russia decided to invade Ukraine because they felt like uh, Ukraine was uh, basically a, a quasi-NATO um country, right, like it was controlled by NATO without it actually being NATO, because there was a, a policy that was signed back in the 60s that talked about how the Soviets and the Americans, they would kind of divide the world, and they would each respect each other, but then the Soviet Union collapsed, and so obviously the United States was able to take advantage of, of that to establish more control and power and military bases all over the world, which um, again ensures that they continue to dominate. So anyways, going back to the, the issue with Russia and Ukraine, when other countries realized that the United States didn't hesitate to freeze those assets, they suddenly realized that, okay, if at any point we were to dissent from that system, even though for the most part, it's been for our benefit, right? It's worked out, It's everybody's been able to benefit. Um, China even, right? <laughs> it's, it's the number one beneficiary of the growth um, and they've done a, a phenomenal job of just understanding the their their place in society at the time, and and understanding that they needed to become productive, and um, ultimately becoming the the world's factory and number one trading partner for the majority of countries in the world, and most recently the largest economy in the world. So. Um, What's been happening more recently is that there is a challenge of powers, right? Because now countries like China have a lot more influence. Um, They have played more of a long-term game where they have started to establish relationships with many other countries around the world, where they have decided to lend them money and invest for those countries in infrastructure and in ways that those countries can then continue to develop and grow, and in a way be indebted to China, which increases their influence on those countries. For the majority of time that they've done this, they did decide to not um, do it in yuan, which is their currency, but they have um, kept the way that things are, which is trading in dollars. Now, most recently, we are starting to see that they are Kind of going away from these things, and you know the Chinese Communist Party—they've um, they've had a long-term plan of challenging the United States, and in a way, they do want to be the world superpower. And so, again, going back to this long-term game, they have not only put a kind of a different infrastructure in place to be able to position themselves in that way, but they've now, for the last ten years, invested in as much physical gold as possible so that they um, economically can challenge the United States in what we just saw released recently with their announcement of uh, BRICS currency, which is a coalition of um, emerging nations that are some of the top economies in the world, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and about 30 plus other countries, maybe 40, have now uh, requested for uh, the BRICS coalition to to give them access to become a part of it. And what they just announced is that they're going to launch um, a currency that is backed by gold, which is something that used to be right all currencies until we decided that we couldn't print money fast enough to keep ourselves growing. So... Um, I think it was Nixon who who took off the gold, the the dollar off the gold standard, and so now we have free floating currencies. And again, the problem is that countries tend to abuse this. So Japan has been doing this since the 1990s when their economy went to a recession, where the government started for the first time um, practice practicing quantitative easing, which is massive printings of currency, which. For one, uh, you can deploy into the economy for people to be able to then um, use. And remember that uh, every dollar that you spend is somebody else's income. So it has a multiplier effect. So whenever they print money, they can significantly boost the economy and ultimately does create some inflation, which means that the currency over time loses some value, which means that the debt, the long term debt, especially that they've taken, Is more bearable, so it had a lot of benefits. The problem is that it's been abused, right? And most modern countries are doing the same thing, Um, but especially the United States. We've seen how, for example, in COVID, they printed trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, and they say it's about forty percent of the dollars in, in in circulation today were printed in the last few years. Most people don't understand. Obviously, we we don't actually see the majority of that money, but it still has implications and, an effect. Anyways, not to get too far off into things, what's happening right now is that there's uh, a challenging of powers. Um, Ray Dalio, who is the hedge fund uh, CEO, manager of um, Bridgewater, talks extensively about these topics as well and he's put out free content on YouTube that you can go watch to understand um these things that I'm that I'm discussing and one of the things that he says is that in it history obviously repeats itself because as humans we don't we make the same mistakes right our nature is, is to it repeats itself like we we follow certain, certain patterns and when he's seen um, the challenging of powers and he's seen these things happen where countries always resort to printing and printing more money, well, it creates inflation, it creates a crisis because then there's a group of people that have less representation and, and they're worse off and therefore they revolt. And he's even brought up the, he believes there's uh, high chance of there being even civil war in the united states because there's a lot of polarity which means for example there's two sides and um here we know we have republicans and democrats and unfortunately even the media now takes sides and what that does is that it pushes people against each other and it for in a way it kind of forces people to become a little more extremist to take on certain sides and it's important for people to go back to what we discussed last week think for themselves and understand that you know um, that may not necessarily solve the problem we need to think deeper and ultimately who are the people that actually have the ability to make a difference and those are the leaders that we have in place um, the governing bodies that we've elected and those are the people that we need to call out and hold accountable and make our voices heard, not in in unison rather than in division and hating and, and, and attacking one another. That is the easiest way for um, the group of people <laughs> that wants to establish a new world order to conquer us, right, is by dividing us and In a way the plan for them to now bring all of this into somewhat of a conclusion is to destabilize the way that things are done um obviously there's a lot of questions that they have to keep in mind and answer and just like in anything there's you know good people and bad people and i am (laughs) sure Contrary to probably popular opinion, there's a lot of good ideas and, and good people in those entities. However, uh, at the very top, from what I've been able to find out, there is an agenda that is dark. And ultimately, what they are seeking is uh, totalitarian control of society, where they can restrict and control every single aspect of your life to for you to be able... In a way, to, you're going to be a slave, right? Uh, that has and enjoys certain freedoms and privileges as long as uh, you do not dissent with the regime. And so, obviously, this is kind of a scary reality. Um, And what is likely to happen in the next few months is greater economical instability. The banks, they're they're not very solid, right? Um, They... The Federal Reserve has been creating and the banks have been creating this thing called FedNow, which is the name in a way for the digital currency that they're looking to roll out, uh, centrally backed digital currency, which um, basically eliminates physical money, makes it all digital and grants them control over the flow of money to a greater extent where there is no privacy or decision making which, again, is a difficult and kind of scary reality. That's coming up pretty soon. So um, it would be wise for people to, uh, for one, try to gain skills or methods that they can actually acquire um, maybe more money or things that can help them and use their money wisely and invest it in things that will position themselves to be able to, uh, whenever the crisis does come, be able to live it out and survive. Uh, Better And a lot of that is also going to be being able to work with your community, being able to trade, um, you know, kind of going back to that even bartering system to say you have a mango tree and somebody else has um, whatever that could be useful, then you can trade your mangoes for that. And it it sounds kind of crazy, but we do have to start thinking about if you want to have some kind of independence, how you can retain that that independence, um, you know, wealthier individuals—they they know what's coming, and they've already positioned themselves to have more gold, to have uh, even Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies, or things that are not as easily controlled and that will maintain their value um, when the dollar, for example, is uh, continues to be challenged, and if it loses more of its. Um, dominance in the world is going to lose its its uh, power of acquisition. That means your money is going to be worth less, right? Just kind of like inflation, but it could be way worse inflation than what we've seen. And um, there's also uh, a lot of um, I don't want to call it speculation because there's a lot of evidence for it, but there there's a lot of evidence for uh, coming food crisis and. Uh, you have to be mindful of this because if there's inflation and there's a food crisis, that means that food itself could become far more expensive than it is today. Um, and you know, actually the Bible talks about this as well, how in the end times a um, loaf of bread is going to be worth a day's wage. So, you know, today in America, a day's wage is what hundred to $300, maybe $400 if you're doing well. So, um, yeah, like, it, it could be crazy amounts of inflation. And um, the best thing that you could do is to um, establish strong relationships, to think of these things and try to position yourself as best as possible. Um, and if you can, buy chickens. If you have a way to have some chickens. If you have a way to... Um, grow some food, that would be also really wise to do that. Um, And there's also the the probability of there being conflict, physical conflict. We've been escalating from trade war and tariffs, which is economic, to uh, cybernetic, to now global influence. And ultimately the, the last resort is physical conflict which you know hopefully won't happen because it would be pretty stupid but it's based on history that repeats itself it's also very likely so um you know you could either you're probably feeling pretty bad about hearing all these news but remember that it goes back to um, who do you have as your foundation and Do you believe that you can actually do better? And, it, you know, God told us that he would take care of us and he takes care of his people. And um, in that conflict, in that chaos, I know that I will be taken care of because God has been able to give me discernment and guide me um, to be aware of these things. And uh, overall, he will be taking care of me um but it starts with again the beliefs that you have um if you don't believe in god then everything that i've just said is basically meaningless to you um and just like we said in the beginning of the podcast the the problem why people don't take action is because they don't believe that they can actually obtain results by taking action and the reason is they don't believe that they are good enough to actually be able to get it they are afraid to fail they're too Mm -hmm. afraid they don't even even start oftentimes but you truly only fail when you stop going Um, and understand that when you start you probably make a plan and you think that that plan is going to work in a straight line and the reality is that very often plans never work out the way that you intended them to, but the planning process is imperative. And in nature, there's very few straight lines. Um, That's where you need to be able to um, continue to kind of be guided. That's where, for example, again, for Christians, we have the Holy spirit that gives us discernment to be able to know where to go and what to do. And in our faith, we are able to um, stand strong and keep going and be guided to where we need to be. Um, you need to understand that no matter where, no matter who you are, there will be adversity, and most often people give up too easily um, because they don't have a strong enough reason to to keep going. You need a reason that is bigger than yourself. You need to value yourself and others And you need to focus on the right things. So if you're focused on the challenges and the problems, that's what's going to continue to manifest in your life. If you focus and you put your intention on growth and solutions and how you can improve and how you can make things better, um, then you will be able to actually find solutions and and improve and do better. Um, And if you're really in a rut, I would recommend that you do as many people do to go and, and find some uh, self-help or motivational speakers um, and that can help you change your mindset. There's a lot of good teachers that can um, start to empower you in your belief system to be able to to take action and, and change uh, the current state that you are in and change your story and change the things that you're telling yourself. Uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Dean graziosi they offer some seminars that could help uh, for free. Um, Bob Proctor, Bob uh, Proctor's, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Tony Robbins, off Tony Robbins. Uh, he's still alive, if I'm not mistaken, um, but, you know, very wise man uh, that you can listen to. Um, so, anyways, the problem with the reason that people are stuck is because they don't believe that they can't obtain what they actually want in life. They don't believe they can change. And something that's very powerful that Henry Ford said, And it's true is the man who says that he can and the man who says that he can't are both right. So if you believe that you can't do something automatically, you're condemning yourself to for that to be true. And you won't be able to if you believe that you can, then you will be able to because you believe and you put all your might with that belief. Right. But the key is to commit. If you are doubting, then you won't actually it won't actually work. Right. And that's, that's where faith comes in, and that's where perseverance comes in. Um, so uh, remember that growth always comes with change. You need to evolve, and growth, is that process is often painful. Um, and if you really want to do something great, you will need to be able to evolve into that person that can make that, thing, that great thing happen. Greatness overall, as a result, is very alluring, right? That's what everybody wants, but most people are not willing to go through the path to greatness because that is often challenging. And you can look at, for example, Muhammad Ali, <laughs> right? He uh, he he has a quote where he said, uh, "You know, I hated every every morning that I was at the gym working really hard, but I love being a champion." So, um. Think about who is that person that would accomplish those things that you want, that you wanna become and how that person would act and how that person would think and who that person would be and do whatever it takes to become more of that person every day. Um, The key is to let go of the results and focus on the process, um, which is again, contrary to to popular belief, people obviously focus on the tangible results, um, but the true golden and lessons are in the process. Um, we oftentimes also think like, okay, once I get X, Y, and C, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be happy. And the truth is that you need to start being it beforehand. You need to believe it beforehand. That is where where faith comes in. It's like happiness. Well, I want to be happy. Well, you need to believe that you are happy and then you will be, right? If you believe you're unhappy, then you will be. It's, um, it's, the way that um, we manifest, which is also a very um, popular thing nowadays, is to believe and feel those things as if they were already and to be grateful for them as if you had received them. And in a way, that goes along with faith, right? Uh, the Bible says that we, without faith, we can't please God. Um, so... What is your? What is keeping you right now from really trusting God, right? From having faith? From? Um. And and you you know it because if you're listening to this, chances are you've been sustained alive in your life for a good part portion. So you know that there's a force that is taking care of you. And one of the actually most important questions we need to ask ourselves and answer is whether we live in a just universe or not. Because if you believe you don't live in a just universe this is something that einstein said you will always feel like things are working against you and in a way you're gonna end up uh feeling like a victim but if you believe that the universe is just then whenever adversity shows up you can ask why and then you can try to learn what it is that it's actually trying to teach you what is the message that it's giving you how can you evolve from it why is it there and the key is to not fight it but accept it and there go from there and then even be grateful for it. If you go even further, which then makes it positive and it unlocks, um, it unlocks things for you to be able to be able to actually take action and make a positive difference. So, um, you know, a story that, that I thought about is let's just say there's two people in a forest. They're both a mile away from each other and they're a couple miles away. And, uh, any direction to exit the forest. But one just they just feel super lost. They stop their focus on just surviving and they're thinking about all the danger and you know, there's all this mud in the ground and they, they they're so scared that they don't even want to set a camp anywhere because they hear some noises and they think there could be some animals coming around. So that ends up deciding to climb a tree and you know spend the night. And then The next day, he wakes up and realizes that he could have just walked a couple miles and he would have been able to exit that forest and found this little town. But now he's so high up this tree that he feels stuck and he can't even get down. Um, The other person, they decided to focus on the beauty of the stars and the light that they provided to find openings in um, the forest that seemed to be a trail and ends up going and keeps going until he gets out and finds that small village by the forest and they just happen to be having some celebrations that one night and they actually end up welcoming him and he gets to eat drink he spends the night and wakes up in a comfortable hot hotel and finds out that actually somebody else already paid for him to stay stay there and that first they both could have had the same result it's just the first person focus on the dangers and the darkness and therefore they couldn't get out they put themselves in a worse situation that they were before because it didn't take Action and the second person focused on the adventure, the light, and just kept trusting and walked until he found the town and therefore um, was able to find um, life and an exit. So, we don't know um, always, you know, where the path will take us, but the truth is, we're all in this river of life, and if you trust the path and you continue to walk. Despite the twists on the rocks, the chances are is that the river will actually take you through towns and to a better place. Um, and then you'll only have to focus on not hitting any rocks that could take you out in that process. Um, remember that stress is due to the outside world not fitting the picture of what we think it should be. So when we start to accept the picture of what it is, then we can actually start to use our God-given creative talents to improve those things and move forward and create something better. We need to start to ignore the goop, which is the good opinion of other people, because in reality, as we discussed last week, um, despite good intentions, oftentimes the people around us, including our parents, may not know what is truly best for us, right? They might just tell you, hey, well, you just need to continue with your regular job, But you might know at this point that you were called to do something bigger and greater and you must be willing to go against that goop to accomplish those things and ultimately fulfill the calling that you are called to and are capable of doing. Um, And remember that that means you will have to step out of the safe zone that you're in or the comfort zone that you're in. And if this helps, just realize that there's always going to be uncertainty in life. Um. Even people with jobs, they oftentimes think they're, they're safe because they have that job where they're going to have that paycheck every two weeks. But, I mean, how often does it happen that people get laid off for unexpected reasons and then they're kind of screwed, right? So, if you ever want to be an entrepreneur, you need to be able to learn to deal with uncertainty and get comfortable with it because that is just going to always be there. Um, and your level of success will be highly correlated to the level of certainty that you can manage. Now, um, if you are, for example, I don't know, a plumber, right, or a housekeeper, and you say, hey, this is the only thing I know how to do. This is the only way for me to get paid, and I can't stop doing it because I need to feed my family. Well, it's true, right? But again, you need to change your mindset. If you're a plumber or housekeeper and you change your belief system, you start to identify yourself instead of just being a plumber or housekeeper, you identify yourself as a business owner and a manager. You can start to take different actions from that belief and mindset to find ways to create more contracts and value and ultimately grow your business and yourself. And perhaps you end up hiring more plumbers or more housekeepers that can actually help you manage all the workload. And then you actually just end up managing done because you just have too much business and that's what you can transition towards so remember there's just always ways to evolve Um, and if you focus on providing value and you actually add more value than what you expect to receive you can always expect to be okay because other people will take care of you because you're providing value to them Um, And just be mindful, again, of the things that could be taking life away from you, like, you know, the news, social media, um, that could keep you stuck in certain paths of thinking and keep you from actually taking action and making positive change and progress in your life. Um, At one point, I closed all my social media accounts, and I very recently just started kind of reopening them, even though I haven't done much with it. And I've opened it for like probably a month at this point. I haven't like made one post. Um, I think on Facebook, I made one post like, Hey, I'm back. But the point is I, I was off social media for six years because that's what I needed to do to help me focus and ultimately be in a better position today. And if that's what you need to do, then go and do that and do whatever it takes to put yourself in that better position.